0: Hello and welcome to Curious City. With a difference we're on lockdown. Um, This is all about helping creative freelancers, indie businesses, arts companies raise awareness about their current plight and tell you how you can help them. So if you're keen to get in touch or you know someone that needs some help please email me letty at curious.art and just to say we are recording this online so the audio is not usual industry studio spec. So forgive us for that and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Curious City on Lockdown. Today I'm talking to Paul Ridgway, who is one of the co-founders of the technology consultancy company, The Curve. Paul, hello. Hello. Thank you for talking to me today.
1: No problem.
0: We're using some technology, aren't we?
1: We are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So could you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what The Curve does normally, i.e. when we're not in the middle of an unprecedented pandemic?
1: Uh, yeah, so um, I'm technically the CEO of The Curve although uh, I co-founded it with James and we both basically both share the same role in running the business um, it's a small company so we do a lot of the hands-on as well as the kind of management side um, and what we do at a general level is just help people with technology problems. Most of that results in making some sort of software uh, or websites or um, something in between um, and what we do normally is actually go outside in the world and meet people, find out what problems they have and then help them solve them. Um, awesome. I guess the, for now, that's not really changed apart from we're not going out. We're just like everyone else. We're having to adopt the use of technology and things like that to sure. know,
0: to,
1: to replace the conversations.
0: And how long have you been going?
1: Uh, it's about 14 months now, I think. Um, we started in February uh, last year.
0: And what kind of impact would you say um c19 has had on the curve
1: uh so far i think long term it's gonna be hard to say or well, longer term uh so far th- things have slowed down um so a lot of the projects that we do would fall under the category of business improvement and when people are trying to survive improvement is not really front of mind sure when survival is front of mind um so is there a lot. Of,
0: to that do they try and do kind of emergency tactics
1: um I guess no no one's done anything too dramatic or emergency like at the moment what we've seen is some projects that were due to start be delayed um and with good reason you know people've got to kind of protect the cash that they've got for their staff and things like that
0: sure
1: um but what we're also seeing is that things are starting to pick up. So we have started having conversations again. I think a lot of the world that isn't used to um, doing things by Zoom or, you know, remotely so much, uh, they it's taken some time to get used to, whereas we're, we're kind of used to doing that. We We didn't have an office until recently, so we were effectively a remote team. um but a lot of our clients the ones that we often serve best are those who aren't so technically savvy which is like me for example potentially yeah but it's it's where we can add more value you know we can go into tech companies and add value too but it's it's smaller gains
0: okay and um i happen to know that you have recently launched um an amazing community project Hmm. could you just tell us a little bit about what that is and why you've created it
1: yeah I'll, I'll start with why because I think it leads into what um, I think it was at the end of the first week of the crime, the proper lockdown where uh, we were looking at a couple of things really we were looking at how do we how do we survive the short term um, I think everyone kind of went into a bit of a crisis mode at that point um, and it basically boiled down to a couple of things uh, we massively reduced our overhead so we could reduce our operating costs um, and that allowed us to potentially go for longer if there's a, a lesser amount of work, but it also allowed us to offer our services to people who needed them uh, for less um so the areas we're targeting for that primarily are people who have been impacted directly so shops that can't can only serve people through deliveries or online or mm-hmm. uh, companies kind of adjacent who service the hospitality industry whereby their workers. Reduced as well as an indirect result. Um, so for those sorts of people, we 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 got ourselves into a position where we could do work either for free or at cost, um, depending on the sort of deal. Um, but along with that, we you know we're thinking what what else can we do? Cutting our costs is one thing, and it's it's partly about survival, it's partly about helping people. Um, we can't go out and uh, or at least we're not qualified to go out and do shifts at the hospital and things like that. Um, yeah. So the skills that we've got, we looked to apply them to uh, companies that we could help, but also uh, we looked at trying to connect people together. So the project that we did, um, which we called In It Together, um, allows people to list help that they're they're prepared to provide online uh, and for others to find it. Um, And the reason I got us thinking about that in part is that we started getting these leaflets and flyers and bits of printed paper through the door with people offering help, which is fine if you you can go out and you can post those things and you're in an area where someone's doing that but we're Um,
0: we're not allowed to anymore are we
1: well not really unless you combine it with a run uh, or something (laughs) that's that we consider exercise but we were thinking that there's plenty of people who can offer services that aren't necessarily local or not locally constrained or they're in a position where they can offer them wider than just a street Um, so the idea behind it together is if you're prepared to help people you put up a page you provide a service kind of radius basically of of where you can provide physical services Um, and then
0: people like Picking up medication or go shopping or just sort of ringing some maybe an elderly person who wants to have a chat Uh, you know is is it that kind of that kind of thing in the local area
1: Exactly exactly and uh, each page gets a a listing that can be found um, through a very basic search mechanism um, so it's just trying to lift all that support out of the, So social media is great for people staying in touch, the use of it's increased um, There's a load of stats around that show that But when it comes to help and certain other things, there's an awful lot of noise there So whether it's Google uh, or more actual social media like Facebook and Twitter We were just trying to lift the offers of support out at a kind of a higher level So that people could very easily find stuff they needed yeah. uh, Especially when you consider that some of the more vulnerable people may not be active on social media i mean equally they may not be active on a computer but that's a that's another problem to They're solve more
0: likely, more likely to be active on a computer but i think social media might be another step in the wrong direction yeah. for them, possibly possibly yeah so if people have got you know you, am i right in thinking that for you can create a page as an individual offering kind of basic local services um but equally you could be an organization like The Curve or like Curious, and if, if there are online services or support services you can offer as a business, you can have a business kind of page as well.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, there's a couple of different page types that we've got. We've got kind of an individual or family, so it's kind of household really, I guess. Yeah. Um, we, we've got uh, company ones, and then we've got a community one as well, and they don't, at the moment, they don't really do much on the site. Uh, there's not much differentiation. It just lets you see what type of entity you're dealing with. Um, over time, if people use it, we're looking to just add, add features that make it helpful uh, or make it useful. Um, so, quick ways to search by uh, some of the predefined services you mentioned, so a phone call or picking stuff up. Um, and I guess a little bits of personalization too, just so that people can, can off- make it a little bit more personal and not just the same template every time.
0: Yeah. And how's it, how's it going since it, it sort of launched? It's very, very new, isn't it? Yeah, it's
1: very new, and we haven't we haven't made a big song and dance about it either, really. I mean, we I think uh, before the weekend, we put up a page on Facebook and started sharing that around, um, but we didn't, one of the reasons we've not made a big fuss about it so far is that we don't really, most of our reach is through the company, in reality, um, and we didn't, we don't want it to look like, uh, oh, the curve is doing this sort of thing. Um, James and I put it together initially over one weekend, and we didn't, Put our name on it anywhere. I don't think we, it's on there still. Because um, the idea, we didn't want it to look like a company is trying to get their name out there by doing something good. We wanted it just to be here's something useful that's out there, and it just so happens that we made it. Okay. Um, so it, we're kind of, I guess we're exploring ways to get it out there without making it seem like a corporate thing. So we've teamed up with a local PR company, and they're going to do a little bit of uh, free work to um, share it with some of their contacts and their network. Um, but because it is because it is free obviously it's got to be balanced around their paid work just like it is for us um obviously we've been sharing it with you guys and we've been telling other people who we think can offer help or can benefit but yes it's, it's very new
0: so if people want to go and have a look at it um how do they find it
1: uh so it's it's just a website at the moment uh, so you just go into any any modern browser and it's in together dot app
0: amazing um I just want to ask a little bit about um, uh, whether or not you have got any top tips for getting through the quarantine.
1: Remove all sharp objects from. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think everyone's in different situations. Um, I mean, we. Ours is one. Um, <clears throat> I've got a two and a half year old son uh, who would usually be at nursery a couple of days a week. Mm. Um, my wife uh, her, works for herself making cakes, which is nice and flexible. Um, but when when Lewis is at home every day and, and she can't do some of her own stuff and I'm trying to work and there's all sorts of distractions, um, having some space to yourself is very helpful. Um,
0: yeah.
1: On the flip side, taking more breaks I found quite helpful too. Um, it kind of helps with the, the distractibility, I think. Um, when I'm in an office, I don't take a lunch break or anything like that really. Uh, and I've I've often said before I don't really know what people do with them but now that I'm at home um, mm-hmm. and there's a reason to have lunch together it's it's been quite nice to break up the day um, yeah. i i i've always worked quite flexibly but i've stretched out my day a little bit so i start a bit earlier because there's no travel time to the office mm-hmm. uh, take a lunch break i i kind of stop earlier to spend some time in usually in the garden when the weather's good because obviously we can't go anywhere else um, and then do a bit more in the evening, and that's again helps up break up some of the boredom. Because while I do spend most of my day at a desk in an office, it's just very different when you know that you have no other choice.
0: Yeah, it's weird, so isn't it? Psychologically. Yeah. Um, and could you give us three recommendations for useful pieces of lockdown technology?
1: Well, I guess that the the first one or two is kind of obvious. You know, microphone, decent microphone, decent webcam. If you haven't got a laptop. Yeah. Um, because obviously people are used to doing phone calls and stuff but I think the the use of video has probably gone through the roof at the moment
0: yeah
1: Um, and I think it's actually quite helpful to people to be able to see each other I hate video calls but I've I have the camera on every time now
0: you're doing very well on this one
1: well thank you (laughs) it doesn't take too much effort far from not clicking the button to turn it off yeah um so I think that's good to be honest it depends on the type of job if it's a desk job then a proper desk and a chair is really important We've recently invested in the office in standing desks, which has been really nice when you spend the whole day sitting down. Unfortunately, I can't get them home. No, um, bad luck. But some of, some of my bad colleagues...
0: The a a bench. I'm on a, on a hard wooden bench in my mum's kitchen. That's yeah. it's not, it's not doing me any favours.
1: No, um, one of our colleagues uh, was using, I think, just like a little kitchen stool or something or a beanbag, which no, um, no didn't good. sound great. So fortunately, before we went into a, like proper, proper lockdown. I was able to go to the office and, and take a couple of the chairs and distribute them amongst people. So we had, to, we could at least deal with that. And then the other thing is, again, it's, it's very um, relevant to, to my job, spending a lot of time in front of the computer, but also not working on a laptop screen and being hunched over a laptop keyboard. So either get a monitor, get a keyboard and a mouse if you can, if you can justify it and afford it. Uh, if you need something cheaper, just get a laptop stand and a cheap keyboard so that you're not, you know, your monitors for ergonomics is supposed to be kind of, around eye level or the top of it is supposed to be. Um, And I think if you're not used to having to sit at a desk all day and do all your meetings by by Zoom or Hangouts or whatever, then if I had to pick a couple of things, that's probably what I'd start with.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Paul. And finally, what is the first thing you're going to do when lockdown is declared over and it's safe to go outside?
1: That's a tough one, I think. being being from a technology background i'm generally more indoors than outdoors um
0: so you just stay inside
1: well i don't know about that i mean we've because we've got the dogs we can take them out for a walk it's considered exercise we're not really breaking any of the rules as far as i'm aware um and we're, we're near a public space so it's quite easy to stay away from people so it's not been too bad and we don't you know we've got a garden we don't live in a flat so again it's like i think we've we do we're, we're better off with the, the setup that we happen to have than than some people probably are. So kind okay. of I'm quite pleased for that. Um probably I might just go for a long drive. I know it's not very environmentally friendly, but um awesome. having only having only seen Walkley for the last couple of weeks, it'd be nice to just go somewhere
0: yeah, else. Or something like that.
1: Yeah, probably something like that. Nowhere specific, just somewhere that's yeah. Yes. In fact that's probably what I would take <laughs> goes to the pub.
0: Yeah. I think I think a lot of people listening can fully identify with that um paul thank you so much for talking to me today um and we will be doing some promoting of you the curve who are excellent So we work with you lots uh and also the in it together app so stay safe stay strong a curious arts production